thank you for joining us here at His Hardline. You can find us at www.hisheartline.com. With God at the driver's seat, I am Jason, your co-host. You're listening to 1% or less with him. Let's get started. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining us here at His Hardline. You are listening to 1% or less with him. We are... On the date of March 25th, 2022, happy Friday. I hope all of you are having a wonderful day so far and a good morning uh, for at least another 14 more minutes before we hit noon. Then it's going to be lunch break. So um, I'm a little late today. I had to go run and do an errand uh, this morning. And then I made some breakfast sandwiches, some homemade breakfast sandwiches, not those Jimmy Dean junk sandwiches that you get from the frozen food section. I mean, I'm talking like true, you know, breakfast sandwiches with like, you know, where you bust out the toaster, right? And you toast up your bagels and your bread and you get out the frying pan and you make some eggs, you know, make a little egg. Um, I call them egg cakes. You know, they're perfect for making sandwiches where you bust the yolk and just kind of let it, let it cook as a solid, you know, egg cake kind of mass and get some bacon and, uh, you know, you make some sandwiches and throw a little salt on there, little chives. Oh, man, those are good. I tell you what, those were good. They were yummy. So anyways, happy Friday. Hope everybody's doing well. And so today we're going to be reading out of the book of Isaiah today, chapter 10. It's a bit of a long chapter, but I think it's kind of interesting with what we got um, kind of when we read through it, just how what we're going to read. It's interesting to see just how um, comparable to what this chapter talks about in comparison to what we're seeing today in our own nation. So, just a couple quick show notes. Again, I don't really do much social media. The only thing that I am on is on Telegram. So you can find me either at His Hardline or His Hardline Show on Telegram. All right, there's that. Um, and then there's also Gab, which, you know, I do post on there. Um, I'm not as active on there, but I will frequent that over anything else because it is Andrew Torba. And considering the fact that he is being silenced and censored to the best of, you know, the deep states, you know, uh, ability, he's the only one that I will gravitate towards because he is a true Christian man and he's about freedom. He's about, you know, Christian beliefs and, you know, anybody that's trying to silence him is against God, in my opinion, because he really is a righteous man. So we're going to support him any way we can. So I'm on Gab, Telegram, and then the only video platform that if I do post videos, which is very rare, this is the one I'm least frequent on unless I have to upload a video somewhere. I'll use Rumble, but that's about it. You won't see me on YouTube. You won't see me on Facebook. Um, Excuse me. So that's about it. Okay. We're going to get right to the reading because it is a little bit of a longer chapter, but I really like this chapter in Isaiah, uh, especially this one, because I have a lot of notes, a lot of, uh, not notes, but a lot of uh, verses that I've underlined that I wanted to kind of emphasize a little bit more points on. But we're going to get right into reading, and the subtitle of this is, uh, the first part is Perversion of Justice, something that we often see in this nation. And it reads, Ah, those who enact unjust statutes who write oppressive decrees, depriving the needy of judgment, robbing my people, people's poor of justice, making widows their plunder and orphans their prey. What will you do on the day of punishment when the storm comes from afar? To whom will you flee for help? Where will you leave your wealth? 
lest it sink beneath the captive of fall beneath the slain. For all this, his wrath is not turned back. His hand is still outstretched. That is verses one through four. Um, we're going to go back to that, but we're going to continue on. So this one is the judgment of Assyria, starting with verse five. Uh, Assyria, the rod of my wrath, the staff I wield in anger against an impious nation. I send him in against a people under my wrath. Order him to seize plunder, carry off loot, and to trample them like the mud of the street. But this is not what he intends, nor does he have this in mind. Rather, it is in his heart to destroy, to make an end of not a few nations. For he says, are not my commanders all kings? Is not Kalno like Karchemish or Hamath like Arpad or Samaria like Damascus? Just as my hand reached out to idolatrous kingdoms that had more images than Jerusalem and Samaria, just as I treated Samaria and her idols, shall I not go to Jerusalem in graven images? But when the Lord has brought to an end all his work on Mount Zion and in Jerusalem, I will punish the utterance of the king of Assyria's proud heart and the boastfulness of his haughty eyes. For he says, by my own power I have done it, and by my wisdom, for I am shrewd. I have moved the boundaries of peoples, their treasuries, Treasures I have pillaged, and like a mighty one, I have brought down the enthroned. My hand has seized, like a nest, the wealth of nations. As one takes eggs left alone, so I took in all the earth. No one fluttered a wing, or opened a mouth, or chirped. Will the axe boast against the one who hews with it? Will the saw exalt, exalt itself above the one who wields it, as if a rod could sway the one who lifts it, or a staff could lift the one who is not wood. Therefore the Lord, the Lord of hosts, will send leanness among his fat ones, and under his glory there will be a kindling, like the kindling of fire. The light of Israel will become a fire, the Holy One a flame, that burns and consumes its briars and its thorns in a single day. And the glory of its forest and orchards will be consumed, soul and body, and it will be like a sick man who wastes away." And the remnant of the trees in his forest will be so few that any child can record them. On that day, the remnant of Israel, the survivors of the house of Jacob, will no more lean upon the one who struck them. But they will lean upon the Lord, the Holy One of Israel. In truth, a remnant will return, a remnant of Jacob to the mighty God. Though your people, O Israel, were like the sand of the sea, only a remnant of them will return. Their destruction is decreed as overflowing justice demands. For the Lord, the God of hosts, is about to carry out the destruction decreed in the midst of the whole land. Therefore, thus says the Lord, the God of hosts, my people who dwell in Zion, do not fear the Assyrian, though he strikes you with a rod and raises his staff against you, as did the Egyptians. For just a brief moment more, and my wrath shall be over, and my anger shall be set for their destruction. Then the Lord of hosts will raise again them a scourge, such as struck Midian at the rock of Oreb, and he will raise his staff over the sea as he did in Egypt. And on that day, his burden shall be taken from your shoulder and his yoke shattered from your neck. Now that's the end of that little section. Now the last section here, which starts off at verse 28, which is the march of an enemy army. He has come up from Rimen. He has reached Af, passed through Migron, 
at Michmash. He has stored his supplies. He has crossed the ravine at Geba. He has camped for the night. Rama trembles. Gabiah of Saul has fled. Cry and shriek, Bath Galim. Herkam, Liasha, answer her, Anathoth. Madmena is in flight. The inhabitants of Gibim seek refuge. Even today he will halt at Nob. He will shake his first fist at the Mount of Daughter Zion, the hill of Jerusalem. Now the Lord, the Lord of hosts, is about to lob off, lop off the boffs with terrible violence. The tall of stature shall be felled, and the lofty ones shall be brought low. He shall hack down the forest thickets with an axe, and Lebanon in its splendor shall fall. And that is the reading of chapter 10 in Isaiah. Now, a couple areas that I actually underlined here. First off, let's go back to verses 1 through 4. Ah, those who enact unjust statutes, who write oppressive decrees, depriving the needy of judgment, robbing my peoples poor of justice. Making widows their plunder and orphans their prey, what will you do on the day of punishment when the storm comes from afar? To whom will you flee for help? Where will you leave your wealth, lest it sink beneath the captive of fall beneath the slain? For all this, his wrath is not turned back. His hand is still outstretched. When I go back to those first uh, couple verses there, that is exactly what we have going on in this nation. Heck, actually around the world. When you really think about it and you boil it down, excuse me, let me take a little sip of water here. Excuse me. That's exactly what we're seeing around the world. We see unjust statutes, oppressive decrees, worthless laws, laws that are just designed to pilfer people's pockets and take away their wealth not just in this nation, but everywhere. By who? What, 150 or 200 individuals who are part of the wealthy, wealthy, like 0.1% elite? The ones that run BlackRock and the ones that run Vanguard, the two biggest you know, firms worldwide that own practically about 80%, if not more, of all the corporations around the world. Says right here in verse two, depriving the needy of judgment, robbing my people's poor of justice. You know, there's a certain set of laws and rules and regulations and statutes, if you will, for us. And then it seems like a different system for them. The unjust, the unholy, the super mega, mega, mega elite wealthy people with more money than you and I can ever imagine or count collectively among all the people around the world. Those people, you know, they have a certain set of laws for them, which really is very minimal because they practically do whatever they want. Let's move on further on to that uh, verse two, making widows their plunder and orphans their prey. We often hear about that. What is the biggest thing that we often are so saddened about is what the children all over the world, right? There's so many children that get kidnapped by these, by, by third parties for the elite. And we're not going to take this down a dark turn because we're going to just, this is more of a conversation for his hardline discussion, but, you know, because I want to keep this strictly holy. But, you know, this isn't God's book. And it's truth is truth. Sometimes truth is ugly. And this is what we're seeing not only in our nation, but around the world. There's a reason why they're trying to emasculate, emasculinate men 
or demasculinize, whatever. They're trying to take away masculinity from men, try to make them soy boys. And that's why they're trying to destroy the family unit because a man, a real man, will protect his family, his wife, his children. If they get rid of the man and increase the divorce rates, not just in this world and this nation, but around the world, there is no man to protect the man, or the woman, or the wife. And the, or excuse me, I'm misspeaking here. There is no man to protect the wife and his children, just like it was back then. Making widows their plunder. One can only imagine what that means. Unspeakable acts happen against the women that have no men to protect them, or against you know they can't protect themselves because maybe they're outnumbered by a ton of predators. And orphans their prey. Again, I will not discuss the unspeakable things that, is, that are done with the children that are kidnapped around this world, but this has been happening for thousands of years. Don't think this is a new world issue. This has, had, this has been going on for centuries. What will you do on the day of punishment when the storm comes from afar? We are in the storm. To whom will you flee for help? Where will you leave your wealth? I'm telling you, this is a lot of what we read in Isaiah we're seeing happen right now in present day. Let's go a little bit further. I underline, let's see, we're going to go to verse, I thought this was interesting. Let's see if I can remember why I underlined this verse. Verse 13, for he says, by my own power, I have done it and by my wisdom, for I am shrewd. I have moved the boundaries of peoples, their treasures I have pillaged. And like a mighty one, I have brought down the enthroned. My hand has seized like a nest, the wealth of nations. Let's see here. What can I make of this? Trying to think. Just reading one of the notes here in the Bible. Let's see. It says a city's mentioned were all cities captured, some more than once, by the Assyrians in the 8th century B.C. Verses 9 suggest a certain historical order in the fall of these cities, and ten, verse 10 suggests that all of them had fallen before Syria. That implies that one should think primarily of events during the reign of Tiglath-Pileser. Hmm. It is interesting. I can't remember why I underlined that. I underlined this a long time ago. Let's read this again. I'm just curious. Let's see. By my own wisdom, for I am shrewd, I have moved the boundaries of peoples, their treasures I have pillaged, and like a mighty one, I have brought down the enthroned. Hmm. Be honest with you, I do not remember why I underlined that, but there was a reason, but it's it's fleeing me right now. Uh, let's see. Let's go a little bit further here. Ah, I like this. Okay. So I underline this too. We're going to go to verse, uh, verse. Well, we're just going to start from verse 16 and go all the way through 21. I like this. Therefore, the Lord, the Lord of hosts will send leanness among his fat winds, fat ones. And under his glory, there will be a kindling like a kindling fire. The light of Israel will become a fire. The Holy one 
a flame that burns and consumes its briars and its thorns in a single day. And the glory of its forests and orchards will be consumed, soul and body, and it will be like a sick man who wastes away. And the remnant of the trees in his forest will be so few that any child can record them. On that day, the remnant of Israel, the survivors of the house of Jacob, will no more lean upon the one who struck them, but they will lean upon the Lord, the Holy One of Israel. In truth, a remnant will return, the remnant of Jacob to the almighty God. I tell you, whatever's coming is going to be very interesting. Um, and I'm not going to sit here and guess and try to be a prophecy, right? To try to figure out, okay, when is the last days coming? Cause again, it says in the Bible, not even the angels in heaven know when the last days will be. But when I read that verse, uh, in verse 19 and the remnant of trees, which he's talking about us. So when this storm, when this firestorm, if you will, comes through and, and, and kills the, 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 the thickets and the, and the briars, right. And all the thorns, the thick, nasty crap that is almost hard to traverse when you're traveling through woods, right. It just, it, 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 they're roadblocks, right? They hold you back. All this crud, this garbage in this world that pulls us down. And one day God, you know, he said he's not going to come back by flood, but by fire, I guess, right? From if I, if I understood that correctly. Again, I'm not a biblical scholar, so don't come, you know, busting down my door. I said, well, that's incorrect. Listen, I'm telling you right now, I don't claim to understand it all. I'm just trying to read this as we all try to understand together. But right when when our father comes back, he's going to come back with, you know, fire rather than flood. And as it says right here and the glory of the forest and orchards will be consumed soul and body. And it will be like a sick man who wastes away and the remnant of trees in his forest will be so few that any child can record them on that day. The remnant of Israel, the survivors of the house of Jacob will no more lean upon the one who struck them, but they will lean upon the Lord. Absolutely. I think that's exactly where we're going. Now, I hope I happen to have the blessing of being one of the remnant. But we'll see. I don't know. At the very least, I hope and pray that God accepts me into his kingdom. That's why I'm doing everything I can to help bring people closer to Christ, to you know, occupy the land and expand the kingdom. That's what we're all called to do. And I'm trying to hopefully better be late than never, right? I just only hope I can be one of the rem remnant and those of you that are listening too. Because that when I read that, that tells me there's going to be a lot of people that are going to get you know, they're going to be gone because of all the intentional sin that a lot of people, you know, um, I, I, I don't even really know how to put it in words, you know, cause there's a lot of people that really live in intentional sin. I myself was one of them back in the day. And I've, I've clearly came out very openly about this. And obviously we all live in sin, but the key is not trying to be intent, you know, don't be intentional with it. Don't be looking up dirty pictures. Don't be, you know, hiding things from your spouse. Don't be stealing. Don't be committing crimes against your fellow man and women, right? Don't blaspheme our Lord and Savior. You know, don't don't take the Lord's name in vain. Don't blaspheme, you know, blaspheme the Holy Spirit. You know, don't do those things intentionally. But, you know, when 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 God comes back, I think it's going to be, you know, back to that whole fire and brimstone thing, right? I mean, if it says right there, the remnant of trees in his forest will be so few that any child can record them. That's a very few amount of people. That's going to be a very light population, if you will, that any child can count them. That's crazy. Anyway, we're approaching 20 minutes. I do want to say thank you for joining us here at 1% or Less with Him. We're going to close us out with a closing prayer. So bow your heads. 
Heavenly Father, I thank you so very much for this day. Thank you for this reading. And I hope and pray that going forward, you always continuously guide me in my heart and my mind and my soul with my words, that you give me the guidance of what you want me to speak out forth, because this is your show. This is your podcast, just like everything in this world is yours. Like the home that we all live in is your home. The transportation that gets us to and from places easier than, you know, horse and chariots are yours. Everything on this earth is yours, your dominion. And we thank you for all of those things. And we don't want you to think that we take these things for granted. Thank you so very much for everything that you do for us. And what we just want to just say, thank you more importantly for your son, Jesus Christ, because it was because of him who came down, you sent him down to die for our sins and to fulfill the whole law. Thank you. We pray all this in your holy son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen. That is it for the day. I hope you all have a wonderful day. Happy Friday. Have a great weekend. Until then or the next time, we'll see you on the next show. Have a blessed day. say thank you again for joining us here at His Heart Line. You just listened to 1% or less with him. Don't forget you can find us at www.hisheartline.com. We look forward to seeing you next time. Have a blessed day.